I thank God for you. I love you. And those of you that are with us online, we love you guys. We thank God for you. Uh, Central Christian is one big church family in four locations, two languages, hundreds of living rooms. And we're all in this thing uh, together. If you're with us for the first time, man, we are delighted uh, to have you. And there's an important deal we want you to know about us. Central Christian is a church all about Jesus, which means we are a church all about compassion. That's why I have these two bags of groceries up here. My Deb picked these up this week for us to give to our food pantry here at Central. We're collecting groceries this week to feed people that are hungry in our community. I mean, every Wednesday they come, and every Wednesday we load them up with four days of non-perishable goods. I want to thank you for being the hands and heart, the compassion of Jesus to people in need. I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago that we brought together um, necessary goods for the homeless in our immediate area, sleeping bags and blankets and uh, hats and gloves and socks. I want to thank you for reaching out to those who are without. And last week, we brought winter gear for children in our community who don't have coats or hats or gloves. And again, I want to thank you that you make a difference for hungry people and hurting people and people uh, who are far from God. And next weekend, uh, next weekend is our big weekend of compassion every year at Central Christian. Every Christmas time, we take up a love offering. We bring our regular giving to the Lord that we give out of every pay period. But in addition to that, we bring love offerings. For Deb and I, it's the largest gift we make all year. And this year, uh, what our heart is, we want to fix something that's broken in our world. And so we're building uh, a playground, an all-inclusive playground for kids of all abilities, kids with special needs, kids confined to wheelchairs. They'll all be able to play there. In fact, let me show you this video to help you see it. This holiday season, give the gift of play to all kinds of kids. At Central Christian Church, we are committed to providing a safe place for kids of all abilities to play together by building an all-inclusive playground called Kids Unlimited. But we need your help. This is the perfect time to partner with us to bring this dream to reality. With your generous contributions, this spring and summer we'll see the launch of something brand new for kids who deserve our very best. Go to centralwire.com slash kidsunlimited and make your donation today. Now this is a, a big, big a project, $150,000 for all the excavation, the new surface, uh, the new playground equipment that will accommodate children of every kind of need. But our church has big-hearted people. In fact, one person has already committed a matching gift of $75,000 so that all the gifts that I make, the, the gift that you make, it's all doubled toward our goal. Now, Deb and I, we went before the Lord every night for a number of nights praying to him about what he wanted to do through us, what he wanted to give through us. And isn't that amazing about our God? He gives through us. He provides the resource. And that takes all the pressure off. All we got to do is be generous and cheerful. And so I want to pray over you right now. 
that you'll be praying as a family as, or as individuals. And God would, will speak to you just as he's spoken to Deb and I. And he'll tell you what he wants. And the cool thing is he always gives back more than you're able to give. Let me pray over you right now. Would you bow your heads with me? Those of you online, uh, would you join us in prayer in this moment? Our Father God, probably the two standout aspects of your character that reflect your love are, are, are your compassion and your willingness to give. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Jesus is called the indescribable gift of God's love. And Lord, because you've shown us compassion, we want to extend compassion to children and to children of every kind of ability. We want to make a place for every kind of child is free to play and have fun at this church, on this property, for your glory. And so, Lord, would you use us? We thank you for the gifts that have already been given. We thank you for gifts that have already been promised. But we want you to speak to our hearts. Lord, we'll just do what you say. You tell us what you want. And you, can, you are free to give through us to your glory and for the sake of your kingdom and for the children that you love. In Jesus' name, amen. This, if you don't know what this is, you're not blind like me. This is a magnifier. This is the kind of instrument a person like me has to use in order to read a book. Now, the good thing about a magnifier, it magnifies the words on the page, and I see my Bible's upside down, it magnifies the words on the page so I can actually see them and read them. But the bad thing about a magnifier is, it magnifies everything. So if a spider crawls on my Bible, ah! I can see it too, it gets real big. Now, I show you this magnifier, because this is what the Christmas season does to each of us. The Christmas season magnifies everything. If you're a greedy person, the Christmas season will magnify your greed. If you're a generous person, uh, this season of holidays will magnify your generosity. If you're a person of fear, your fear will be magnified at Christmas. If you're a person of faith, Christmas will magnify your faith. If you're a lonely person with a focus on yourself, Christmas will magnify your loneliness. But if you are a person of love with a focus on others, that's what Christmas does. It magnifies your love for others. Now, the cool thing is we get to choose what we put under the magnifier for our lives. And if you find yourself putting fear, putting anxiety, uh, putting discouragement under the magnifier, you're just going to blow up your relationships with discouragement and pain. You're just going to blow up your emotions. You're going to blow up your challenges and your difficulties, but you get to choose. You can put your hope, you can put your hurt your hope blows up your love, your peace, your joy. Your, your hurt just going to blow up your sense of discouragement. If you find yourself stuck, stuck in marital struggles, stuck in parenting difficulties, stuck in financial fear, stuck in an emotional meltdown. If you find yourself stuck, what you need is a breakthrough. And to get a breakthrough, you got to change what you're putting under the magnifier of your life. In fact, breakthrough happens 
Breakthrough happens when you begin to magnify the promises of God. Promises of God for your family. Promises of God for your feelings. Promises of God for your friendships, your finances. You magnify what God promises you for your life. And that gives you breakthrough. Breakthrough to joy. Breakthrough to more hope. Breakthrough to peace. Breakthrough to God's protection and God's provision. Now I want to teach this powerful principle by taking you into a story in scripture. It's a story connected to the Christmas story. It's a story of a man and woman. They've been married for decades. This is an older couple. And when I think of them in their elder years, it makes me think of my mom and dad. I have a picture of my mom and dad for you. Um, This is my mom, Nadine Clark. Um, This is my dad, Bill. My dad is 91 years old. My mom is 87. They've been married for over 70 years. Yeah. Now, I I want you, this handsome dude is me. Um, I want you to, and this is my girlfriend. I know she's a real dog. Um, But my mom and dad, I want you to see them. I want you to see them. I want you to hold their image in your mind because they remind me of this older couple. Older couple. They, this older couple has been married for years and years and years, for decades and decades. My dad's name is Bill. My mom's name is Nadine. The older couple in our story, his name is Zachariah. Her name is Elizabeth. They've been married for decades and decades. Now, you got to know that in the Bible, names have tremendous, significant meaning. And Zachariah means my God has remembered. But Zechariah feels totally forget, for, forgotten. He feels like God has given him no notice. Elizabeth means my God has abundance, but she feels completely empty on the inside. Now, what is it that has Zechariah feeling fully forgotten by God? What is it that has Elizabeth feeling like her name's just a bad joke? For decades and decades of their marriage, they have felt the pain, almost unbearable pain and disappointment of infertility. They have longed for a child and never, never. And the bad thing about infertility, it hurts every month. Every month you're hoping, oh, I'm pregnant. No, it doesn't happen. Every month you're hoping, ah, pregnancy. No, it doesn't happen. Month after month, year after year, decade decade, never a child. And now they are elderly, elderly, elderly. And all this time, they've been kind of fighting between putting under the magnifier of their life, their infertility. There's something wrecked in Elizabeth's womb. It It is impossible for her to conceive a child and get pregnant. But while they have that struggle under their magnifier, they keep trying to be fully devoted to God. That's their heart. That's their passion. They want to bless God, even if God doesn't bless them. Here's how the Bible tells the story. Together, Zechariah and Elizabeth lived honorably before God, careful in keeping the ways of the Ten Commandments and enjoying a clear conscience before God. But... They were childless because Elizabeth could never uh, conceive. And now, beyond, beyond the point of conception, 
beyond pregnancy. They were quite old. Um, did, did I mention that Zechariah is a pastor slash priest? He's a pastor priest. And one day, one day while he's serving God, one day while he's in the presence of God, one day while he's talking to God in prayer, bam, an angel shows up and it just freaks Zechariah out. Let me show you a picture. This is a painting by the artist um, Fra Angelico. And here is Gabriel, the angel, same angel that visited Mary, the teenage virgin, to announce the coming birth of Jesus. This is the same angel, but this time he's coming to an elderly man, Zechariah, an elderly pastor priest, to announce to him that his wife now will get pregnant and she will give birth and they will have a son, a baby boy. The first thing that hits Zachariah's mind is an image of his frail, fragile, physically weak, elderly wife. And then he thinks of his own physical frailty, his own weakness. And he just, he blurts out what he thinks. He says, there ain't no way this is going to happen. He puts his doubt under the magnifier, but the angel, Gabriel, sees Zachariah's doubt as respect to God, excuse me, as disrespect to God. The angel, Gabriel says, um, if you doubt the words God has given me to give to you, you will not speak a single word for the next nine months until the child is born. So that was the next nine months of Zachariah's life. While his wife is overjoyed at this miraculous pregnancy, he is experiencing this frustrating, irritating, annoying, inconvenience, discomfort. I mean, it is, it is painful to him for nine months. Nine months of his life is spent in wordless silence. Now, as I studied the text this week and kept going over that nine-month period of time, it reminded me of the last nine months of 2020. Do you know it was only almost nine months to the day, from today? Nine months earlier, the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. So I wanted to ask you, what have you been putting under the magnifier of your life through the last nine months? You've been putting your fear? You've been putting your discomfort? You've been putting your uncertainty? Or have you been putting your hope? Have you been putting your trust? Have you been putting your faith? You see, Zachariah found out one minute, one minute of doubt under the magnifier a long, long time of discomfort, irritation, frustration. So he spends that nine months focusing on magnifying the promises of God for his life. He kept going over in detail again and again in his mind what the angel had promised. That's what he focused on. Zechariah. In the presence of the angel, scripture says, he was paralyzed with fear. The angel says, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give birth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. 
Breakthrough happens. It happened for Zechariah, not as he focused on the inconvenience or the discomfort or the irritation, but on the promises of God. Breakthrough happens when we magnify the promises of God. And it's fulfilled. After nine months of pregnancy, God forming and knitting fearfully and wonderfully in Elizabeth's womb, the baby is born. And eight days after the birth of the baby, there's a big party at Zachariah's house. And the pastor's humble home is filled with friends and relatives. And everybody wants to know of Elizabeth, will the baby be named after his father? Here's what the Bible tells us. Zechariah motioned for a writing tablet. See, he still can't talk. Even after the birth, eight days after the birth, he motions for a writing tablet. And to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Not only does he focus on the promises of God, he obeys the angel's promise and names the child John. Do you know what John means? The name John means God is gracious. That's what Zechariah puts under the magnifier. God is gracious. That's what he wants to have magnified in his life, in his marriage, in his heart, in his home. God is gracious. It changes everything. When instead of looking at the bills and the lack of income, we say, God is gracious. I can trust him. He will supply my every need in Christ Jesus. Instead of blowing out of proportion our marital challenges and our parenting difficulties, we put under the magnifier, God is gracious. He works all things together for the good. He makes everything beautiful in its time. Instead of having a, a, an emotional breakdown, we have a spiritual breakthrough as we remind ourselves, as we magnify in our hearts, our God is gracious. He is the giver of every good and perfect gift. And in that moment that he writes John's name on the tablet, he is enabled to speak another miracle, but he doesn't speak He sings, and this is the song he sings. First words out of his mouth in nine months. Praise be to the exalted Lord God. Zechariah puts praise under the magnifier. He magnifies the Lord with praise, which magnifies the joy in his heart, and he continues to sing. He sings this. For he has seen us through eyes of grace. You see, it's not just what we put under the magnifier. But God puts us under the magnifier and sees us through magnified grace. He doesn't see our sin. He doesn't see our mistakes. He doesn't see the things we've done wrong. He sees us by his grace. For for he has seen us through the eyes of grace. He comes, and this is not a God that looks at us from afar off. This is a God who comes near. The Hebrew word here means he visits. He comes and sets up residence. He shows up. God shows up as our hero God to set us free. He appears to us as a mighty savior. So here's the first truth today that you put under the magnifier of your life. Our God shows up and shows off. He'll show up and show up as we magnify his promises, 
For our finances, he shows up and shows off in our finances. As we magnify his promises for our relationships, he shows up and shows off in our, in our relationships. As we magnify the promises of God for our emotions, how we feel, he shows up and shows off even in our feelings. That's the first magnifier, the first truth. God shows up and shows off. He makes a way. Somehow he makes a way. Here's what Zechariah sings next. He says, God has remembered his holy covenant. A covenant is God's unbreakable promise. So here's the truth. Remember, promise, remember, promise. God, here's the second truth you put under the magnifier. God remembers and makes peace. God remembers and makes peace. That's the word covenant, makes peace. And you have that peace through the torn body of Jesus when he died on the cross. By the death of Jesus, you have an unbreakable uh, promise from God that you will live in peace with him. Now, the word remember, Zechariah is a Hebrew. He's speaking Hebrew. And the word in Hebrew for remember is zakar. And zakar means more than just to call something to mind. Zakar means that when you think of someone, you take positive action to their good. Over 200 times in the Hebrew part of the Bible, we find the word zakar, God remembering someone. And every time he thinks of that someone, he takes positive action to their good. So it's a smart thing for us to magnify in our prayers. Oh God, remember me. And then he takes action to my good. Oh, God, remember my financial situation. And he takes action to the good of my finance. Oh, God, remember my children. Oh, God, remember. Because when God remembers, he takes positive action in our behalf. That's his promise. That's his covenant of peace. He remembers and he makes peace. Let me show you another picture. This is Mount La Plata, uh, in Colorado, uh, Deb and I climbed this uh, some years ago. Um, it's over 14,000 feet high. This is a hill in front of it. This is the tree line just right there. And above the tree line, tundra, but then just solid, solid rock. I want you to hold this visual image in mind. This mighty mountain, this hill in front of it, hold that in mind because let me show you the word of God. The word of God makes this promise. Even if the mountains were to crumble to dust and the hills disappear, my heart of steadfast, faithful love will never leave you and my covenant, my unbreakable promise of peace with you <laughs> will never be shaken, says the Lord whose love and compassion never give up on you. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I can't tell you how much I've needed this in my life. That God's love and compassion for me never give up on me. When I'm a jerk, when I'm a sinner, when I'm a failure, when I lose and lose and lose, when I keep doing stuff wrong, he doesn't give up on me. He keeps lifting me up, putting me back on my feet, drawing me toward himself, drawing me forward in life. God's love God's compassion never give up on you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been with your life, he will never, never give up on you. And this is why we are compassionate for other people because of the compassion God has shown us. 
And so we make a difference for hurting children and we make a difference for hungry people and we make a difference for children of all levels of ability. And because he has made great sacrifice for us, we make sacrifice for them. And all these promises of God that we place, God's covenant, God's covenant of peace with us, his promise of peace was sealed and made unbreakable by the death of Jesus on the cross. Here's the word of God. It's not just me talking, but the Bible says Christ's death on the cross has made peace with God for all of us. That his shed blood sealed the deal on every one of God's promises. This is why we want to magnify God's promises, not just through this season, but all, time, all the time of our lives. Because Jesus' death on the cross and his victory over the grave guarantees every promise of God for our lives as we magnify them in our lives. Well, in this moment, as Zachariah sings, I don't know if he's holding his son or if he goes to Elizabeth um, to take the baby from her, but he begins to sing to this baby named John that would grow to be John the Baptist. He begins to sing to his son, and here's what Zachariah sings. He sings, you will tell God's people how to find salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Under the magnifier, God shows up and shows off. Under the magnifier, God remembers and makes peace, but also under the magnifier, God forgives and forgets. Isn't that wild? God forgives our every sin for an extended period of years in my life. My life verse was Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who heals, excuse me, who forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases and redeems my life from the pit and crowns me with love and compassion and satisfies my desires with good things. That's what I put under the magnifier of my life, but it began with God forgives all my sins. Past, present, future, all forgiven by God. In fact, the psalm goes on to say, he will not always accuse. He will not harbor his anger forever. God does not punishment punish us as our sins deserve. God doesn't punish us as we deserve for our sins or repay us according to our wrongs. As far as east is from west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Sorry, I haven't memorized the new, new international version of the Bible. Here's what he says. God will not always accuse. Put it in the magnifier. God will not harbor his anger forever. He will not treat us as our sins deserve. He will not repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heaven is above the earth, so great is God's love for those who fear him. And as far as east is from west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. I was reading scripture today and it says that Jesus sweeps away our sin, scatters our sin like the morning mist, buries it in the deepest sea. And so... These are the truths that we want to have magnified in our lives for breakthrough in every aspect of our life. God shows up and shows off. God remembers and makes peace. When he remembers us, he takes positive action to our good. God forgives and forgets. Let's say these aloud together. I want you to hear these promises in the sound of your own voice. Are you ready? I'll say them. You say them after me, folks at home. Are you ready? Here we go together. God shows up and shows off. Shows up and shows off. 
God remembers and makes peace. God forgives and forgets. Oh man, may they be tattooed on your soul and my soul as we continue through this season magnifying the promises of God for our lives. Would you bow with me? Our Father, you are a faithful God. You see us through the eyes of grace and how grateful because we know who we are and what we deserve. And we are humbled at the very thought that you are willing, that you are anxious, that you are eager, that you anticipate showing off, showing up and showing off in our lives. So we, we won't put the pain of our relationships under the magnifier. We'll put your promise under the magnifier, Lord. You will show up. You will show off. You will remember us, and when you do, when you think of us, you'll take action to our good. Oh, God, remember Central Christian Church. Oh, God, remember us and make peace through your covenant. Make peace in all aspects of our lives. You're the God who forgives and forgets, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. May the word of God have power and direction and comfort for our lives in the name of Jesus. And God's people said, amen. amen. I love you. Thanks so much for joining us. Just a reminder to stay connected with us throughout the week at centralwire.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for being with us and have a great week.